if you incorporate family on family and or emotions in business and you're not dotting the I's and you're not crossing your T's, you've automatically set yourself up for failure. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, and today I have Ryan Brighting on. He's a landscape business owner, and uh, he's actually in a process of going through a really tough time, uh, something that him and I actually have in common, and we kind of figured that out on a um, Facebook Messenger uh, conversation back and forth that we both are. He's in the process right now of leaving a family company, uh, you know, him and his brother, and I have gone through the same situation about uh, 12 years ago and having to make one of the most difficult decisions of my life. Um, so if that sounds like you, if you are in a partnership or a family business and things are really tough or you're just struggling with that, this is a great episode for you to listen to and listen to our process and what we learn through that lesson in life. And uh, I will give you a little spoiler alert. It turns out pretty awesome. Hey, Ryan, I'm so excited to have you here on the show this week. And um, for the listeners out there, you know, Brian actually, uh, Ryan reached out to me um, through a Facebook post, actually. And we started sharing some of our stories. And what was really incredible about Ryan's story is it reflected almost verbatim my story. And it's a story that I've never told on the podcast before. And I would love for us today, Ryan, to unpack this whole concept, you know, around family business and having to eventually, at certain points in life, having to say, this doesn't work for me and what that might look like. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Yeah, definitely, Joshua. Thank you very much. Uh, it's an honor to be on here. Um, like you just said, you and I have 90% the same story. And I'm like, someone else out there has been through the same stuff as me. Holy smokes. And then I started listening to your podcast and stuff. And I'm like, there is hope. Like, this is the right decision that I've been festering on for three and a half years. Like, other people experience this. Other people have been through it. And they've made the decision to take care of themselves first and not their emotions for the family or whatever it might be and found peace through it. And that's, that's, that's what I'm going through right now. So you actually like, if I'm gonna be honest, you have me in a period where I'm just coming out of like a four month burnout, like a bad, bad burnout. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm fresh on feeling myself again because I made a decision that was right for myself and my family and for my professional growth and all that kind of stuff. It's been resonating with me ever since we talked, which was, let's try and make a difference. It's really cool that we were able to connect just through a simple message. Yep. And yep. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to kind of, let's, let's, let's do some stuff. Absolutely, Ryan. I'm super excited to have you on here. Yep. And I know we've been kind of skirting around the subject at hand today. And the subject we're gonna be talking about is what happens in business when a partnership, especially a family partnership, when it doesn't go well. Right at a certain point in, in a family business, sometimes things go really well. And other times we just, you know, one of us or both of us or somebody in the partnership says, you know what, I just want a different direction in life. And how do we handle that? 
because I know I've had to go through that. I've, I've been actually very blessed to have to go through that. It was one of the toughest times in my life. And Ryan's in the midst of that, you know, at this point right now. So Ryan, I'd love for, for you to tell a bit of your story, kind of how we build up to this and then what you're going through now. And then we can start working out that way. And hopefully somebody out there that's really troubled with their family business or a partnership or something that's just not working out, that they'll find value in the words spoken here and can find solace in their heart as they move forward with the decisions that are needing to be made. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in a nutshell, that's, my dad came from a Irish German family, um, very hardworking, very good people. And, you know, he, he essentially, uh, later in life was going to college at the same time, also working full time to help build that business. Um, I'm not going to go into it. Long story short, he had to leave that family and that business because of conflicts of interest. Right. So moving on, my dad has always taught me certain things, the golden rule all day long, twice on Sunday. Um, and he's also, you know, through and through salesman. Once he left the green industry, he went to work for a company called Eastman Kodak. So right around the time of Kinko's blowing up and, and all those companies, you know, he's out there selling half a million dollar printers right when it started, right before we had, screens and printers at home and all this kind of stuff you know the beginning of the tech boom if you will um and in the store the brick and mortar storefront so as as we as i grew up you know i i always kind of just stood by his side he was always a talker so i was always listening and i've always i i it it wasn't until later in my life that i realized i learned best through just practical experience right so listening is how i learned my dad never formally taught me just he taught me guidance he taught me principles he taught me concepts that he wasn't trying to force on me but he knew it was right how he was living so he was hoping one day that you know i would pick up on it and you know until you have kids you don't realize that you're not that important they are um and and you want you 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 know we always i I think a lot of us we go through life and we lose our childhood and life kind of takes over um and we just kind of go through the minutiae and the steps of life and you know what I'm trying to do is spend at this point in this phase for, for the transition of me leaving a company I've been with for 22 years and the CEO of it and moving on to something that I know uh, I inherently feel it in my soul. Um, and, and there's a long, long, long story that I don't even think we'll get into here, but God has been setting this path in front of me for the past 22, 24 years. And I wasn't ever listening to it um, or I was, but I wasn't, you know, my, my ego kind of always, took over and we know what happens when our ego takes over. Um, bad things happen. That's right. <laughs> bad things happen because we're only in control of so many things in life. So, so in life, there's not really too many things I'm in control of except for the actions and the emotions of how I respond to situations or people. So my first entrepreneurial experience that I didn't, my, my first entrepreneurial experience, my two in my, my, my independence, I've always been like an independent person. Like if I want it done, I'm gonna do it myself. Um, I just like stuff getting done faster. And sometimes if I put people in the way or put people in there to help me with the process, it slows me down. Um, so that's a process in business I'll talk about later where I bottlenecked myself over the years and it took, took, took hardships for me to realize that I was getting in my own way, right? Yep. Um, other people are just as qualified as me. I'm, I'm not, you know, the, the best thing in the world. One thing you don't know, when I was 19 years old, right, um, I hated landscaping. I didn't want to do it. I'm like, I'm going to go to school. You know, my dad says you have to work. I'm trying to get education. How could a parent, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, I'm selling a salesman. How could a parent say, 
ah, no, you're going to work. So I was going to school, um, and my dad actually fell out of a tree when I was 19. I was going to University of Akron for business communication and um, trying to get a certificate in real estate. Didn't really know what I was doing. All my friends were going to school. And, and college wasn't necessarily for me. Um, it was just I was going along with the motion. So anyways, so my dad fell out of a tree, shattered his L1 vertebrae. He lived in a, uh, essentially the ICU for about six months, right? So they had to go in and remove the L1. They had to put a cadaver bone in there, fuse it. Like, he was messed up pretty good. So here I am, 19 years old. I hate landscaping, like, with a passion because I've been forced to do it mm -hmm. since I was a kid. Absolutely hated it. And something inside of me said, you need to stop going to school and you need to come back and help the family. You know, was it God? Was it just uh, who I am as a person? Yeah, I didn't know. I just knew my duty as a member of this family was I need to do what's right for my family right now. That's right. I had to, at 19 years old, very quickly figure out how to run a company. That, that sucked. Yeah, <laughs> that sucked, that. especially when there's grown adults who are like, oh, who's this 19-year-old punk who thinks he's going to tell us what's going on? Like... It, it, it was, it, it was scary, petrifying, all that kind of stuff. Um, I pretty much worked 70, 80, 90 hours. And, you know, I've told that story, 90 hours, how do you work 90 hours in a week? It, if, you, if you're going to lose your home, if you can't eat, if you can't pay the utilities, it's not even an option. It, it's just not like, how do I like, so I just, I just, in my brain, I don't know how I refer to it. Maybe I just reprogram my brain, but I just said, this is what you have to do. That's it. Don't look in the mirror. This is what you have to do and do it and do it and do it and do it. In the beginning, it started as survival, right? I had to. And so for years and years and years on end in my 20s, um, I just survived. Yeah, I helped yeah. my family survive. It was just, it was Groundhog Day. It yeah, was absolute yeah. Groundhog Day in hell. Because <laughs> mind you, I still hate landscaping. Yeah. But I have to do this because I love my family so much. Yeah. Around, let's see, so that was 2011. 2011, my dad was to the point where he was actually back to work. And he's a tough dude. He's a little Irish guy that uh, he, he taught me through this entire experience that I can never quit. How can I quit? Like, he wasn't telling me, you can't quit because I fell out of a tree and broke my back. He was showing me he broke his back. And he was in the, because he's this little Irish guy. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm two, uh, 233, what I weighed myself yesterday. And what he was teaching me through coming back to work and just working through the pain was, you can do it if you want to do it. Yeah. So I started from, from nothing, like tr truly nothing. But what I had inside of me was the desire to never be broke again because... That's, that's the life I lived. It's the absolute life I lived. Everything went to my family. So I'm doing all this hard work. You know, this is bullshit. I should be getting paid. Da, 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 da. And just, I was so busy and tired that I didn't even think about it. And my dad had always taught me growing up that you, you, can, you, you can give away the product at cost or you can discount it, but never discount your labor. So I'd always go back to, nope, this is what I think my number is. Now, in retrospect, I didn't have a clue what my numbers were. I didn't know what my overhead was. I didn't know what gross revenue meant. I didn't know what net profit meant. I didn't know any of this stuff. I just knew that I had money in the bank account that was paying the bills, right? right. And 
we all get into that, you know, we're, we're just trading money. Like no one's, you know, there's times where like, we're not, no one's making money. We think we are because we're paying our bills, but we don't, because we don't know the cost of doing business, um, which is where synced up comes in. But you yeah, know, exactly. we might talk about that later. Um, so Ryan, was so your yeah. brother, was your brother part of the business at that point? Or were you still solo? So when I came back and I started RPB, RPB landscape, um, he, you know, he, he was a person in, 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 I gotta, I, I want, I, I love my brother to death. So I, I, I want to be very gentle with what I say pertaining to him, but he, he dealt with some struggles. Um, he, in high school, he was bullied and picked on and stuff like that. Um, and, and so he, he dealt with some struggles. Um, and so, so he was, you know, he was off doing his own thing and I was so busy. I didn't even think about it. Now, when I got back, um, yes, I brought him on board because he had kind of figured some things out and he was doing okay and whatnot. Um, and you know, we just built that business so fast, so quick that it was like killing me, like just absolutely. I couldn't do all this. I couldn't run the company. I couldn't work 40 hours a week, but I had to work 40 hours, 50, 60, wherever it might be, because we're growing and we're getting, you know, I'm buying, remember when I bought my second truck, like that motivated me, like, okay, we're doing something here that put fuel in my fire. And then another thing, another thing, another thing, before I realized it, I had scaled way too fast. I didn't scale properly. I didn't have the systems or processes in place, um, which at the time I didn't know anything about, you know? So, so I can't really kick myself in the butt because I was trying to do something that I had never done before. It was scary, but I was doing it and I was driving forward, right? I just put yeah. my head down and kept going. Um, it got to a point for, for, for many other reasons that I had to I had to do something. Like I couldn't do this on my own. I couldn't find people to actually really help me be beneficial in the company to grow it. So I went to um, my grandpa's original company, right? That was, uh, uh, created 1956, 54, 55, somewhere in that ballpark. And I said, Hey guys, um, my uncle was running it. And I said, why don't we, why don't we merge? You know, um, in the year and a half of merging with a company that, you know, we didn't set up any kind of processes or systems. We didn't like, we just said, okay, cool, cool. Here's your book of business. Here's mine. Let's go. Like there was nothing, there was no communication. There was no documentation. Like it was family on family. And if you incorporate family on family and or emotions in business and you're not dotting the I's and you're not crossing your T's, you've automatically set yourself up for failure. But we think it's humans that because someone cares about us, um, we should just totally trust them without even looking into their track records or their books or whatever. So long story short that I pulled us out of that, that fell apart. And for that one, that year after it, I was probably in the darkest time of my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, I felt like I, I lost purpose. Um, I, you know, that, that company that I, RPB landscape, um, it was, it was, it was my identity because it's all I lived. Like it's so, so when it all fell apart, I'm, I'm just sitting here like blaming God, blaming other people, blaming everybody under the sun, except for myself. Right. And, you know, until later in life, I realized it's not necessarily other people's fault. If they're, if I made a choice to keep people in my life, if I made a choice knowing that there was some toxicity in there or it might not work or I had apprehension about it. And, you know, one thing I live on today is if nothing changes, nothing changes. But I wasn't ready. I, you know, I wasn't ready to know all that stuff because I needed to go through those hardships because someone had a bigger plan for me. Um, 
And I wasn't even friends with God. I wasn't even friends with my creator. I was mad. I was like, how do you keep doing this to me, man? Why do you yeah. keep putting these horrible people in my life? Why do you keep putting like, plain, plain I victim, had no, yeah. yeah, I had yeah. no idea that this guy had a plan. Yeah. He, he, he's way ahead of me. I'll keep teaching you. I'll keep sending it to you until you learn a lesson, brother. I just exactly. Man, did he send it. He had full <laughs> send and over oh, yeah. and over and over again. Oh yeah. But, um, so yeah, so we, so we broke out, I broke out of that and my brother started, um, my brother put his name on the new company, um, which we took over my parents' company's name, which was in the garden landscape. Um, and I was essentially for that year working to pay the bills and everything like that. But I was, I was absolutely a broken person, just shattered to pieces, absolutely shattered to pieces. And, you know, I also came back from the war with some stuff, um, that I got through. So, so here I am like dealing with the mental, right? Mm -hmm. Getting right, getting better, going, going to therapy, do, you know, do, doing what I need to do or, or what the professionals are telling me I should do. Right. And then this happens. And it wasn't until about after that year where I felt my why, like, I know what my why is. My why has, has since transferred um, from why, yeah. <laughs> why, and, and feeling it in my heart and my yeah. soul, and and knowing that every single day I get to go out and I get to to either help other people through servant leadership, which I'm I'm a huge proponent of, um, and or creating beauty in others' lives. When I restarted RPB landscape, we did maintenance. I knew maintenance. You know, I knew I knew what devil I was looking at. I was I was too fearful with everything that had happened and the hardships. And I, you know, I was living in this place of fear most of the time. And fear's a liar. Fear's a liar all day long. Um, it, it's what helps us not achieve our goals. Yeah, that's just in a nutshell. That's that's kind of a little bit of a hey. I got forced into it at 14. To yeah. now, that's that's kind of my story. -ish. Got it. Got it. So then obviously you and your brother are working in this company. Uh, mm -hmm. How long did you guys work for together? Um, so between now and 2019 is when this company was started. Okay. Um, it is a new, it was a new business entity because my mm -hmm. parents, they were running essentially as a DBA. Um, they never really got into an LLC or S Corp or Inc or anything like that. <clears throat> um, RPB landscape. So that was so per, on and off between the merger RPB landscape and the garden landscape. Um, for the most part, since about 2013 till now with us fighting, not talking to each other for a little while, you know, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so enough to where on a daily basis, we're around each other way too much. Got it. So I'd love to start digging into, yeah. you know, this is really the big, the big, uh, reason for the podcast i mean many things but this is definitely the main focus is the you know bringing family into business is not always simple i know i grew up in a family business and my mother and father started my mother started and my father came on board and then uh, my brother and i were part of that we grew up in that same model where you know we didn't get paid for what we did we just worked because that's what families do it puts food on the table and there's always plenty of things to do we're never in trouble because we always got lots to do anyway i'd go to farms on weekends just in order to make bale hay and make 20 bucks a day i was just happy to have some cash right so sure. anyway grew up in that i wouldn't trade that for anything and you know doing a family business and starting a an outdoor living 
living at that time was a landscaping company, my father, my brother, and I. And we did that for 15 years. You know, I was sales, I was bookkeeping, I was um, design, I was customer relations, I was all of those things. And my brother would jump into the role of, of logistics and making sure that all the material was on site. And then he would, over time, he transitioned to be, you know, in the field and, and running the field. And my father was kind of in between helping out wherever he can. So all those things worked out well for, you know, maybe the first 12, 14 years or so. And then things mm -hmm. started to, as our lives started to change, you know, things started to change. And, you know, we started to butt heads a lot. And we were, you know, at a part of our life where I wanted to grow, grow, grow. And, and he was more happy where he was. And that's just, it started to create some major friction between us and the relationship. And the sad part mm -hmm. was, not the sad part, but the hard part was, we lived or the, the business was where my family lived where my mother and father lived so we would commute there each day and work and come back so we were always there with my parents and all that stuff so you know at a certain point i had to make the decision it was one of the most difficult decisions in my life is what do i do you know at this point i don't know we've tried so many things trying to work this out between my brother and i and there's just no no path forward sure that i could find and we tried a lot of different ways and it just wasn't, it wasn't working. And my brother and I, my, our relationship was incredible. You know, we were best friends all the way through. He's 18 months younger than me. And we were best friends. We did a lot of things together as kids and all that stuff. So it was really crazy to be in a time of our life when we didn't get along. We didn't know those areas. And we eventually had to make a decision and I decided to leave. And it wasn't just leaving my brother, um, you know, and leaving him to, with the business and my father. Uh, it was leaving the family altogether. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't like I disowned or got away. It wasn't like that at all. My brother and I didn't talk for five years. You know, for five years, we, we stayed separate. And that really, I didn't realize how much that weighed on my heart during that time. Yeah. And, you know, the crazy part is I know there's going to be at least one listener out there thinking like, man, I've been in a family relationship or a partnership in some way. And this is just not, it's not working. And I don't know what to do. And I was so scared back then because I was afraid I was going to break the whole family up. I was afraid that all, like, it felt selfish to me to want different and I had to make the decision. I remember talking to my wife and crying about it and being like, man, why has God tested me like this at this point? And I wasn't nearly as, as uh, you know, centered in Christ as I am now. But back then I was like praying, like, how do I help me? Like, how do I get there? And, uh, you know, eventually it just made sense to, to walk away from that. And that's we were what probably I did. trying to go at the same time. Yeah. And it was it probably, yeah. And it's uh, so anyway, and, and so <clears throat> I, I, we bring this story up because when Ryan and I were chatting um, back and forth, you know, it was basically the same story back and forth that he's dealing with right now. And I know someone, if, if two of us have had this story in our past, there has to be somebody out there that has had this issue as well and don't know what to do or just needs guidance. So I'd love, Ryan, if you can tell us about, you know, with your brother, how you started working through that and eventually said, you know, you know, at, at this point, it's going to be better if we just part ways as opposed to trying to stay in this relationship where we're both not happy. Yeah, definitely, Joshua. And thanks for sharing your 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 story. You know, it's not easy um, for us to open up to these difficult emotional things to the world, to people. So, Chris, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, my brother is, for most people that know him, know he is a maniac when it comes to quality. Um, you know, he'll go climb a 120-foot oak tree, take it down, um, rope and saddle <laughs> where people are like what uh and then look at you and go hey man you want to go to rock knees or or you want to go grab a bite to eat we're like he's got more energy than than anyone i've ever met my entire life so he is obnoxiously amazing at what he does he overdoes it sometimes which drives me nuts as a salesperson because i'm like dude it looked amazing before you took the next step now you're taken out of our net profit and then yeah, you know yeah. so that 
type of stuff drives me up a wall. I'm like, man, I worked my butt off to get this sale, and now you're just taking the money. Like, we're not a 401c3. We're in this to, 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 be, to make a great living, pay stuff off, and, and make a difference to our clients and our employees. Right. Um, right. So, so I think where my – I'll start with me, how, how the change started with our relationship. Um, it's always been a little bit turmoil. Um, just him and I are kind of polar opposites, right? I'm, 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 I'm always trying to like, I don't want to discount him. I, I'm like every day I want to be better. Just, just a little bit, right? One step, then another step. Like, and I want to surround myself by better people where my brother is content being content. Um, he'll same person he was 10 years ago will be the same person he is in 10 years. Right. And that's okay. That's his life. Right. But my entire life, I, I was trying to save him like, oh, I know better. Let me help him be better. And, you know, I, th I think that created some um, animosity between us because he probably was like, why are you trying to change me? I'm me. I'm not, you're not, you know. So so I, I, I might have played a role in that. I don't know. I've never really asked him. But um, so we're we're. The problems really started happening as I said, I want more out of life. I, I heard something uh, on a motivational thing or whatnot, and and that kind of triggered me to listen to another person who triggered me to another person. And then before I realized it, I was so ingrained in like learning and, and going, hey, if I change my mindset about whatever it is, right? Someone comes in late and I'm like, just twice this week, twice. Do I fire him? No, I can't fire Like, you just get so upset because our brain is sending a signal. And if you don't interrupt that signal, it, 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 it can ruin the rest of your day. So on my self-development course of just being better, I started doing things, working out, having better mindset. If you decide you want to be better, make a decision. Make a decision to be better. I always had someone just like being negative dragging me down, not allowing, you know, I wasn't able to be the best version of myself because I couldn't get away from that type of toxicity because this is where I work. Um, so I got to figure out a way around it. Right. So instead of like looking at, 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 at red flags or, or triggers or anything like, how do I succeed if I'm literally being pulled backwards as I'm going forwards? And, right. and so that was kind of our relationship because he never wanted to change. And I'm like, hell bent on being the best version of myself and being better every single day. Cause I'm, I've made plenty of mistakes. I've pissed off plenty of people. I've hurt people, not intentionally, by no means. I, I never would. Um, but so I'm sitting here in a place of purgatory, <laughs> essentially, where it's like, I want to be so much better, but I can't because my business partner who owns the majority of the company is kind of handcuffing me. And I, I, you know, I only have so much power being a minority owner. Um, or the ability to make a difference. So, you know, we were growing real fast, right? So we came out of the merger. We went from before the merger, 220. I think we went back down to like 172 um, per year. And then, you know, last year we did like 1.2 or something like that. So we grew pretty quickly because I was driven. I was possessed because I felt my calling. I felt my why. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, I'm, I'm surrounding myself by people who know what to do. They're in a community of people that know what to do. Like this social media thing is insane. Instagram, YouTube, you name it. Like if you can't be successful in this industry, it's because you chose not to do anything. 
right? You can go learn how to do a paper patio. You can go learn how to do a water feature. You, you can learn all this stuff. You just have to take initiative and have the grit to move forward. If, and, but that's only if you really want it. Like if, if, you're, if you don't really want it and you're just doing it to get along or you're doing it for a paycheck, ask yourself this. Sit, sit, sit yourself at night and go, what's one thing that I want to do? And how do I do it? And put it on a piece of paper, right? We got to write it down. If we have dreams, goals, and aspirations, and we just let it float around in our head, it's just going to noodle around. And then we'll think of other things. It'll complicate that and blah, 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 blah. Put it down, put it somewhere in your mirror. Like when you're brushing your teeth, here's my goals. Here's what I'm trying to achieve. And if, as long as you continue, as long as you don't quit, you, you'll get there. It might that be the exact thing that you want, but you will get to a place of success. And honestly, if you have goals in front of you, this is what you might want to do. But as you go through that journey, you might find something through a connection or whatever it might be organically that it's like, oh, this is actually my calling. So always have a goal, always keep moving forward, always keep striving for the best version of yourself. Where Chris and I butted heads was, I'm going, we're growing fast, man. We're going really fast. Our name is getting out more and more and more. Now, mind you, it's been in the same community. We don't go farther than five miles from our shop. Like we're, we're very blessed that we, we live in a very nice area um, and there are people that like nice stuff. There's one thing you said in the, the message that we had, which was, um, what was it? Similar to like, if you blame him for the hard times, you also, uh, you also have to blame him for the good times. It's called effective wow. blaming, yeah. If you got to blame somebody blaming. for, the, for the, the problems and you got to blame them for the good stuff too. Exactly. So like a year ago, I was just, I'm, I, I do a lot of reflection, you mm -hmm. know, before I go to bed, if I didn't reflect all day, I'm reflecting at night. How can I do better? What did I do? Did I harm someone? Can I help someone? Yeah. I just, I, like I said, I grew up on the golden rule. So that's just inherently who I, in, inherently who I am just because I was raised that way. And it's just it's who I am. And so, yeah, so we got synced up and it was awesome. We started running numbers and the jobs were working and I'm realizing that we were undercharging our labor hours. Um, I was undercharging everything else for our overhead recovery, all that kind of stuff. So, so the beginning of the year started working really great, right? They, my brother actually was on board because he was petrified I was leaving. Like he wasn't doing it because it was what was best for the company. He was doing it out of fear and, and the fact that I would leave. Now I pretty much run the entire company um, except for out in the field. So he's the business owner that works the field. I'm the minority owner, but I'm, I run the entire company. My brother felt like he didn't want to change at all. He, he just, it required too much effort of himself to grow with the company and grow with me. Um, I am destined for success. At the end of the day, I want to win. Um, and it could be something as simple as opening a door for someone and seeing them smile. That's a victory in my book. Victories aren't always material things. Victories aren't always cash things. Victories to me are, did I do better today? And did I make a difference? That's a victory for me. You know, winning should be looked at as, did you do the best version of yourself every single day? And if you did, then you won. You don't have to like get number one on the board. As long as you can look yourself in the mirror and go, I love that guy. He did all right. He did all right today. Let's see what we can do tomorrow. If you can do that, you know, um, that's ultimately for me, at least that's what it is. So I, I just kind of came to a point where like, I'm done. I'm done. I've been, I've been doing this since I was 14. I put in these hardships, you know, I've, I've kind of been the, the protector, if you will, 
for my family growing up and I've kind of just been the wall right between between hell and heaven if you will or purgatory and I, I don't say that in any kind of way of like oh a martyr or anything like that it, it's 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 um it's just a decision where I, I'm 38 and I want to live life and I want to join my children's kids and I have, I have a great opportunity to do exactly what I love. It's not running a business and, and controlling all this and, and the employees and all that. It's for me, I love sales. I love landscape design and I love finding new revenues, new avenues of revenue, new avenues of money that's coming in that makes sense. So I'm trying to lead by role of responsibility and action where my brother, God bless him, just same thing every single day. Didn't really yeah, care yeah. to do that. And so, you know, I said, I'm done. <laughs> I, I just, I can't do it. And it was bad for a couple months. And like I mentioned previous in the podcast, you know, I had this burnout, depression, just, just total like, oh, there's nothing left inside of me. I have nothing left in my tank. And, but I still had to keep going, right? Because I still got to, regardless if I'm staying with this company or not, I still have to provide a paycheck for my family. I still have to put food on my table for my two children and my wife. We have a roof over our head. So, but I was so trapped, right? It's my brother. I love him to death. We've been working together forever. We've built this company um, so fast. All these things, I'm just sitting here like creating resentments for him. Thinking like, why can't you do better? Why can't you change? Why can't, why can't you help like and, and the realization is sometimes people have their own paths people god god has their own paths for certain people and they have to go through certain things they do. to 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 find yep. what their why is i had to go through certain things i hated school my entire life mm. i went to school after a war zone because i didn't know what else to do but i was getting paid to do it and i found love in that but we found a way where i looked at him and i said hey man i can start that company now or or I could stay here and help you learn your company. Now, there's a lot more to this story that I'm not going to talk about, but there's no reason I should give him that opportunity. There's no reason whatsoever that I should, I should give the opportunity to a person who has, who has essentially forced me to leave what I built. So, so yeah, we, we, we had a, I, I pretty much said it to him and then we didn't really talk for like a month and a half. And that's, maybe two months and that's difficult when we're the owners of the company yeah. and we have employees and we have to try and get along you know we have to do our best not to create a toxic situation because they might just go we're done see yeah. i'm not this isn't worth it i don't own the company why am i sticking around to deal with all this this is between two brothers these guys are crazy whatever um and 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 somehow he came to the realization for the first time in his life that he accepted the fact that this was something that he did and he took ownership of it. And I was like, what the hell? And for me, that was such a blessing because I could have wrote him off. I could have said, see you later. The company would have failed because he didn't know how to do anything. He didn't know what jobs were in the pipeline, you know, none of that kind of stuff. But I chose to be kind and I chose to be human. And I said, Hey, look, man, I'm not doing the extra steps and all that. I'm going to work 50 hours. I'm in the office, I'm on sales, like I'm done in the field, everything. Like this is, I put it on paper. This is what you're doing. This is what I'm doing. And I'm going to help you get to, to, to the end of the year. Because I do want to succeed, see this company I built succeed and continue growing. I don't want to see the repo trucks come to grab everything and, you know, going, oh man, that, mm -hmm. that sucks. Yeah. And so, so, so the first time in his life, 
he apologized for something that was his fault. Mm-hmm. Never had done that before. And I've asked for apologies from him. <sighs> so son came to so the cows come home at night, you know? Yep. And, and so now, you know, I, every day I can tell he's living in uh, hurt. Um, and he, but he, he took, he took accountability for it. And so he's, you know, I said, Hey, let's do this. Let me, let me help you change this company. If I'm not here, these are my strengths that, that help us bring in this revenue on these sources. Right. So let's, let's look at what you do best, what you're capable of doing and let's remove certain things like we have in the past, mm-hmm. you know, and let's double down. So he's going to get away from landscape installation, still going to do maintenance, but then the, the funds, resources, and assets that we were using for landscape installation, he's just going to go heavy on tree removal. So, so through a bad situation, um, because I chose to do the right thing, he's growing now for the first time. And as a business person, he's growing because now he's got to step up to the plate. Exactly. Now, like there was some guy the other day that was, that was peed off about uh, uh, lighting. We, we did a small landscape, uh, put some lighting in, a rodent ate it. And I said, you know what, you, you're a great client. We're just going to come fix that for free. You know, what's, what's 10 minutes for a happy feeling with our client who might refer us to someone else? Because we're, we're 95% referral company. So, you know, we want everyone to be happy. And whether, you know, if it's a couple bucks out of her pocket, but he's smiling, he's talking to this person, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. Um, but there's four times where he was supposed to fix that and never did. And this guy's like writing me these emails like, you, you said you were here. You said you were here. You said you were here. You said... And, and I'm just in here like, Chris, what is going on with you? And he said, you know what, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go knock on that guy's door. I'm going to apologize to him. Let him know it was my fault. I'm going to fix it. He knows we're fixing it for free. Right. And I said, yeah. And he said, I'm going to do that. He's now either out of fear or he's actually going, well, I, I have to, no matter what I have to step up to the plate. And so I, I reflected on that and I said, that was his plan for me to help him because I could have easily just been yeah. filled with hate yeah. and anger and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're getting along. I'm helping him figure out how to run his company once I'm gone. Um, but, you know, I also put strict boundaries on my brother, on my business partner. Hey, you got me till X. Yeah. After that, it's going to cost you X amount per hour. Um, I'm only going to be communicating through email. I have another job I have to do. That is my new priority. That's my responsibility to those owners that I made to them when they asked, when they, they asked to hire me. So, um, at one point it could, I I was, I was convinced I was never going to talk to him again. I hated him. Um, I even told told him that to his face many times. And then I had to step back and go, man, you can be mad at someone all day long, but what, what, what what are those words? How are those going to help you? All it's going to do is create more anger out of you. And all it's going to do is break down the situation anymore. So, so, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm in the middle of this thing, but I'm doing a lot of reflection and humbling myself and just knowing that I am going in the right direction. And what I'm doing is, 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 uh, paying dividends on, on my brother who I never wanted to be around in the first place. So I think our relationship will continue to grow and, I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of see there, where mm-hmm. where we go. And that's that's the crazy. Hopefully, part that all made sense. Yeah, I mean, the crazy part about your story is it's so very similar to mine. So after, you know, uh, being together for 15 years and 
you know, building out their living spaces and doing all that stuff and starting to yeah. go in different directions in life and, you know, feeling that, that pressure and the fact that he wasn't, you know, looking to grow or change or any of those kinds of things, a very similar path. Again, what you don't know is I was 35,000 foot up in the air in an airplane when I got your, your Facebook message and I was sitting there just saying, looking out the window thinking like, God, you're funny. You're like, it's so funny <laughs> how this is, right? And so I started writing back to you and, and all that stuff. And I was thinking like, man, what, what better timing than that? Cause I don't normally have time to take, you know, to go deep into those uh, big questions. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, in that case, it was perfect timing. So anyway, you know, and, and the crazy part is after we decided to break up in our company, you know, my parents kind of stayed in Switzerland in the middle of the whole thing, right? They didn't want to see their kids fighting, of course. And my father was very supportive of my idea to, to leave. You know, I offered my brother, hey, what if, you know, I bought you out? What if uh, you took over and did a maintenance division and I stayed with Design Build? Like we went through a bunch of different things and nothing would work. So I mm -hmm. said, the only thing left is to, is to part ways and the only thing i could do is to leave and so that's what i did and you know at that time i had two young children at home as well and i was like well you know i'm going into a completely different business at this point i decided to go from design build to design manage and because uh, i i loved the, the industry i love building cool stuff but i what i didn't like is dealing with tons of employees and all this kind of stuff i'd rather have a few key team members and have incredible sure. craftsmen that i work with right to bring these things to Heck life yeah. i love managing the client experience and the design and the ideas like that's that's where my my sweet spot's at it's not in trucks and in transmissions and getting dirt back and forth like that kind of stuff just drives me crazy because it's always yeah. eating at the profit margins right so getting into this this model and thinking like all right so you're going to leave the family business, you are going to start a brand new business, which in your area you've never seen actually work like a design manage in, in landscaping. Cause that was, you know, always a house builders do that. The pool builders do that. But in design manage and landscaping back in, you know, 2011, I think it was when we did this, it was mm. a huge leap of faith. And I had to trust, I just had to trust that at that time I was more agnostic so that the universe had my best interests in mind. And now I know it's always God, but the point is that it was a huge leap. And for five years, my brother and I barely spoke. And it was a big, big weight of my heart. You know what I mean? It was really heavy. And what sure. I really want to get out there is that, you know, you're going through the thick of it now. But five years later, dude, after five years of quiet, we started building a connection again and started building a connection again. And pretty soon, you know, it became deeper and deeper. And the crazy part is we came back as different men because before we were both our features were tied together. So whatever one did, the other one had some involvement with. But as we were apart for five years, it was the first time in our lives that we were totally separate and mm. that we didn't have each other to kind of, you know, like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, hey, I'll do this because you're doing this or vice versa, whatever. Right. It was the first time right. for five years that we didn't have an idea of what either of us was doing in each other's lives. And it gave us both space to grow. And the awesome part is, dude, that after, you know, those five years, we started growing and now we have the best relationship we've ever had because we finally, God gave us space to grow, to be the men with that he designed us to be so that we could come back together and, and be, have a relationship that we've never had before. It was, it was an incredible, you know, hard time, but it also created some opportunity. And now he and my father still run that business and he's out on his oh, own. Okay. He's getting into like lawn care and all that kind of stuff. And I just see him growing as a human being. And I love him for the fact that he's just willing to get that tenacity. Cause I felt like at times since I was the older brother, I was kind of protecting him and I was protecting him cause he didn't know the books. He didn't know how to run a business. He, he knew how to do the thing really well. Right. But he didn't know how to run a business. And that was something that I did because to be honest with you, I hated going out into the field and constantly working and getting all nasty and coming back in and having to do the estimates and the designs. I appreciate and all this, it. Right. So I'm like, it doesn't make, for me, it was more about, 
how can I, you know, get out of the field, get into the office? Cause I feel like that's where my, my highest value, my highest calling is for him. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. So we right. both had, you know, complementary skill sets. So how does that work when the yin and the yang, right? Exactly. But how does that work when the, you know, when, when one leaves, right? So he had to learn business quickly and I had to learn how to do it all. It's the first time in my life that I had to do this. You know, I was in my mid thirties at the time. It's like the first time in my life that I have to now figure out how to run it all without the, 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 the ability to just blame somebody else for doing that. Didn't, you know, things didn't work out. It all lands back on my shoulders, like expecting others to do stuff. And like, wait a minute here, I got to learn how now to trust. And what how opportunity. To, yeah. And to find those opportunities and to figure out who is going to be part of the team. And I tried to hire and it didn't work. And, you know, it's constant negativity in my head. Think like, man, did you make the right decision? It's, it was a lot easier back with the family company because you could always trust and blame if you want to. Right. And now mm-hmm. it's all on you. It was the first time I had to be 100 percent responsible for everything. And I had a family and everything sure. going on right now. So it was. It was a wild, wild ride. I would never give one second of it up. But at the end, and I just want to tell you this, you know, in in the end for you, Ryan, and for listeners out there, you know, God's always putting you through a, a, not a a, a trial, but he's, he's always pushing you through lessons. You have to learn things in order to grow, right? And sometimes they are painful as heck as you're moving forward. And that is just the nature of life. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to keep it so comfortable that you never have to learn. And if you do, you're not going to get very far in life and you'll probably be disappointed in your outcome at the end. So everything comes and it's incredible how, when you stop trying to be egotistical and trying to be self-focused and you start opening your heart up, how those lessons become very clear and you can mm-hmm. start moving forward with uh, what his real intent for you is. And, you know, with that separation that happened in that time, in that five years, I grew into a man that I am today, the father, the husband, and the business leader that I am today because of that time when I had no idea what was coming next. And I'm still, I mean, every day I'm growing. Every day God is putting new lessons out in front of me to learn. And I'm like, man, can you just give me a break once in a while? <laughs> can just, just a little bit of time so I can enjoy what sure. you just, and he's like, nope, sorry, dude, you've got too much of a high calling. There's no way that we're going to give you any time off. So I'm like, okay, sir, got it. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but the point is that it's not, you know, especially where you're at right now, Ryan, I'm sure you'll look back in years, you know, a few years and, and be like, you know what, this is the best thing that could have possibly happened to me. The entire family's stronger now on my side, everybody's stronger and more connected than we have ever been. And it's because we gave God the space to, to work in our lives and not mm-hmm. to kind of constantly working off each other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, dark times, <clears throat> it's where we grow. Uh, mm-hmm. the, what I love and I'll use it cause we're in the green industry here. You plant them in darkness and they grow. Yep. Um, every day starts without light, right? So every day, every new day starts in darkness and it leads us to the light. If any of this is touching you at all, just think this, wake up every single day doing and try and be intentional, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and always be doing it in the direction of positivity and growth. Um, you know, if you want to run a marathon, start with a quarter mile. Do a quarter mile. Next day, do a quarter mile. Then challenge yourself to do just a little more, just a little more. Always be taking a step forward. But just know you're not alone in this world. And you're not the person who, you're not the first person who's been through that experience. You're not the last person who's been through the experience. And there's people out here that have been through it. And so, and people who have been through it and been extremely successful. So just know that there is hope. There is hope if you decide that you want to make a change that will better yourself. If this, if this hits you on any level... I'm glad I I was able to be here to with Joshua to maybe help you out a little. I appreciate that, Ryan. So 
listeners out there, uh, I'd love for, for them to be able to reach out to you, Ryan. So what's the best way for someone to catch you or to reach out if this really hit them? Yeah, sure. Um, so in the garden landscape at gmail.com, um, on Instagram, it's I N underscore, uh, the underscore garden underscore landscape. So in the garden landscape underscore underneath all of those, um, we have a YouTube page, but there's really not much on it and Facebook, not really too much. And because I'll be transitioning to a new company where I'll, I'll be doing, cause I did the multimedia stuff for the most part for our company. Um, yeah, those, those avenues really aren't going to, um, be there, but you know, I do have a good working relationship with my brother right now. And so, you know, any correspondence that's going to continue to come through can come to me. And, you know, if I can, if I can write you back and you have a question about what you do here, what you do there, what are your thoughts, you know, you, you will get a response from me. I appreciate it, Ryan. Appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story. And I, you know, my bigger hope here is that, and the reason why I wanted you to come on is to, you know, to open up this conversation, especially around the family business side of things. And, you know, things don't always go right, but somehow God has a plan and they, you know, they can be, turn out to be amazing. So if you're going through the thick of it right now and it just doesn't seem like there's any hope or you just feel like you're getting beat up, I wish I had a podcast like this back when I was going through all my stuff right. back in 2010, 2011, right? I wish somebody would spoken to me because I thought I was the only one going through this and I know it's not true. But, uh, you know, the best part is I just want to give anybody out there listening hope to know that the best things are still ahead of you. Don't don't give up. Don't give in. Don't get uh, you know distracted. Stay focused. The plan is is in place and you have to go through this time. The lesson needs to be learned right now. And it's been the, one of the most profound um, things of my life, experiences in my life in order to be able to go through this and have the privilege of going through all that pain to get to where I am right now. So there's hope. You're not an island. If you want to reach out to myself or to Ryan, you can reach out to me at hello at yes.express. You know, if you have any questions or anything like that around this, I'd love to chat with you. Find me on Facebook and you can message me there just as Ryan did. And uh, the bigger goal here today, and this is what Ryan and I, why we even decided to do this, because if we have the opportunity to have just one person listening to this podcast say, you know what, I'm going to try one more day because I heard that story, or I'm going to give it one more shot, or I'm going to try for one more. That's what matters. Just one more. Just keep pushing keep pushing guys because it's not life's not supposed to be easy it's supposed to be a challenge that's where we find ourselves so don't think just because it's challenging you're doing it wrong because every day ryan and i face enormous challenges and that's what makes life worth living so ryan thank you for coming on today and uh yeah, definitely is my, talk is to you next week. all right thanks man